Hey there, leader. Today, today is April 6th, and today on Leadership Lost and Found, we're going to be talking about managing up. Or managing out. Which way do you want to go? So today, today in our This Day in History, today is April 6th, and back in 1772, Catherine the Great, the Empress of Russia, ended a tax on men with beards. She was so great. <laughs> That's why she was called. She didn't have a beard either. She was a beard fan, right? Yeah. Uh, that law had been act enacted in 1698 by Peter the Great. Who didn't have a beard. Who did not have a beard. He had a little mustache and apparently uh, didn't want other people to have beards. So he found a way to make money. So he went with uh, the full-blown goatee, which is the, the front facial version of the Tennessee mud flap. Or oh the God. Or the mullet. <laughs> it's a forward-facing mullet. Tennessee top hat. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, I believe they call it Van Dyke, but we digress. So one of the things that, uh, and this is going to be a stretch, so dear listener, stick with me here. Yeah. Peter the Great was attempting to ensure that he was getting maximum value out of his subjects. So in our podcast today, we're going to talk about getting maximum value out of your team members. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, and the people who have worked for me have heard me say this time and again, if your people are on a runway, you've either got to get them up and off the runway or you got to get them off the runway. Yep. Preferably up and off the runway, you know. So frame, frame this for us, Randy. Where do we start? Well, your goal with all of your employees is hopefully to manage them up. You know, you want to foster an environment where all the employees can uh, have an opportunity to grow personally and progress professionally. And with that, uh, they could be managed up. But not all of said employees want to be managed up. Well, and, and there's there's a thing here, and we'll talk a little, we'll get more into this. But the first one is, is that not every situation is successful. Mm. People will, you will take a job multiple times in your career, and everybody does, that you work there for a while and it's just not a fit for you. And you've got to make that decision to go. And if you don't, then your leader or you as a leader, it's incumbent upon you to help them make that decision one way or another. There's only two options at your company. It, you outgrow your company or your company outgrows you. And that happens with simple as a direct reporting change, hmm. department change. You know, sometimes change is good. Other times change kind of makes you go, you know what? It's time to go. Sometimes your employees know those times. Sometimes they don't. And that, again, puts you in the situation where you want to manage up or manage out. So that, uh, it's a good segue. So manage up or manage out. I'm a leader. I'm, you know, a, I call it a first-time manager. And I've got an employee, Pat. Love Pat. <laughs> Pat. And Pat's not adding... And I think the thing that we're trying to say is you as a leader have to decide what is the amount of value I expect in this role. You have to take Pat out of it. Pat could be your fishing buddy, your your braid your hair at sleepovers pal. But <laughs> <laughs> we play Duke Nukem every night. <laughs> yeah. Why can't we braid hair just once? Yeah. Um, and you got to take that out of it. You have to have at least part of this equation has to be the value added to the organization. Now, mind you, Randy and I are talking from an experience from a from a for-profit organization, but yeah. by and large, it's, that's true with more, uh, most organizations and most jobs, which is there's a value-add exchange, you, your labor in exchange for 
for the money that we pay or whatever the compensation is. So as a leader, you have to sit there and look at that person and go, I expect X amount of work, whatever that is. Are they getting that? And once I've done that, what's the next step, Randy? What do I do as a first-time manager? And I've decided Pat's not where I want Pat to be. Well, if I have a role, let's call it, you know, an analyst seven role, whatever it is, right? I've got analyst seven. You know, sometimes you can have somebody overqualified in the role, like maybe a VP level person, not that you would put them there, but you have somebody that's grossly overqualified for the role. Maybe they're bored. Um, maybe they're just phoning it in. Who knows? But for whatever reason, the value is disproportionate for the role that they're in. They're either way overqualified or way underqualified. Your goal as a leader is to make that an equitable solution because if you don't do that and there are other analyst sevens on your team, let's say there's five analyst sevens, the other analyst sevens are going to get resentful. Yeah. The other and, analyst and sevens are not going to be happy. And you will start to break down the trust and the integrity of your organization mm -hmm. once that begins. So and your first job too is a, as a leader, if you're coming into this, right, your first leadership job, whatever, or your 900th leadership job. Yeah, it really is no different. Your first hire, your first fire are the things that make or break you as a leader. And you're not looking to fire anybody, but you want to make sure that if you do have to show somebody the door, it's the right person. It can't be, yeah. you know, a franchise player or, or, or a bad pick. And you want to make sure, too, the person, you know, sometimes they, they lose their own uh, drive. They don't want yeah. to do the work because they're bored. Um People, could be by reason. and large, get themselves removed from companies. They, they do, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, economic considerations. Company outgrows them, whatever. So yeah. I, I've got this person, you know, Pat, who's not doing, not doing, adding the value I want. Do I start by having a conversation with Pat? And what's that conversation look like? What are the key elements of that conversation with Pat? Because if we're using a binary path here, get up, do better, or get out. Yeah. What's you know what's the first conversation? It, it can't be Pat. You suck. Do better, or you're gone. No, I I think you open the door for Pat. You say Pat, I've been noticing. You know, you've really not been at your best lately. Is something going on? And you open the door for them to be a little bit vulnerable, right. a little bit honest, or self-aware, right? You know, do they know they know I've been at their best? Or if they're like, "You crazy? I'm working my tail off, Jim," and then it's like, "Oh well, okay, we need to we need to talk about that." That's, that's a really good point, right? Because it talks about you as a leader. If you go in hard, thinking you know everything, and you could end up finding out this person's been doing a side job that you approved and you forgot, right? Right. So make sure you know your facts. So when you have that, and I think the. The advice you're giving here is make sure that you go in soft. You seek to understand. Mm -hmm. We have crucial conversations book right here. <laughs> um, well, if, if you're not at your personal or professional best, it could be a home situation. Maybe they're yeah. going through something at home, right? You want to be empathetic to, to what's going on. And the performance metrics, maybe you, I don't know, maybe you, you lack some them if if. If there is an empathetic and real reason at home that they need some space, right. you know, some companies, we just came out with this recently, wellness days, you know, it's not yeah. paid time off, it's where it is paid time off, but it's not sick days, it's not. It's not counted as vacation, yeah, you just so, go, I'm ready to burn out, I, right. gotta, I gotta go watch Price is Right. Yeah, <laughs> and, and maybe that's it too, you know, you could offer them that if if they don't know, like, oh, Jim, I don't know, I've just not been myself lately, stuff going on, well, you want to talk about it? No, not really. 
well, I tell you what, why don't you just take a wellness day yeah. and um, and think about it and come back and let's let's try to double down here. And if they don't have the, you know, the the intestinal fortitude to do that, well, then you gotta you start the organization and you will have to start to make decisions. Right. 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 So you've got this employee and you say, what's going on? That's your first step. And you get the I'm fine. Everything's fine, mm-hmm. right? Or at least no, nothing that calls for. What's extent, wrong with you? Yeah, extenuating circumstances. <laughs> so you now have to have the next phase of this. If we're going on the you know up or out uh, conversation, is is having the difficult conversation of expectations versus delivery. Mm-hmm. And again, I recommend going in soft. Yeah. Here's what I hear. I thought you and I had agreed to what I expected you to do. And, and dear listener, here's a trap. If you haven't set the expectations with your people on what's going to be, what's required for them to do, you can't have this conversation. No. You have to start the conversation by setting the expectations and then giving them X number of days, and it's probably 90 or more, to start delivering on those. Yep. Then that's on you. Yeah, you plane, You can't get the plane immediately off the ground to use your runway, runway example. They, they need some some ramp up speed they need a ramp to proficiency right whatever that is uh sometimes it's longer depending upon the person and depending upon the role the level but once they get to that end of the runway they got to take off and if they don't well now okay you fail to meet this performance expectation you know then you start down the path of a verbal warning a written warning a demerit, two demerits equals a citation. Four citations equal. No, that's like government work. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So I've I've had that conversation, the expectations conversation, and so you're not meeting my expectations, Pat. You're not there, and then you say you got to get to the point was where do you struggle with this? And you, you're going to have a couple of branches. I need training because mm. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, right. Um, there are some people who just don't have this, and you may not be willing to train them. So you start going down the, we're going to get you off the runway. Yeah. Right. Um, or they may not just have the aptitude to do it. Right. They're just not people person, and you're asking them to build relationships and and keep communications open, and they're awful at it. Right. Well, and manage out doesn't necessarily mean out of the company. It's no, just it's out of their role. Right. Uh, maybe there's a lateral role they can go into. Maybe there's there's maybe they have career aspirations elsewhere. The world needs uh, ditch diggers too, Dan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's what is it for line from Ghostbusters? He said, someone of your talents would have no problem finding a job in either the food service or house cleaning industries. Sorry about the bug eyes. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, finding out. Personally, what's wrong with the employee? Putting up professional Where their expectations, lay. right? Yeah. And then clearly articulating to them what the next steps are. I I hate end of the year performance evaluations when you haven't had a conversation with your employee in over three months, right, or six months, or even since the last performance appraisal, right? Meaning that that in the moment feedback, right, to be That's able to tell them really good. And we have a podcast on that we on do? feedback. We've done so many. I don't typically well, listen to our podcast. What's important <laughs> is, you know, those guys are awful. I should subscribe. Hi, Mom. Put, put, put our numbers up. Yeah. Or we should post more than once every three years. So this is why feedback is so important. Because when you're going in there to have that hard conversation, and this is the first time they've heard it, that's awful. And it puts you in a terrible place. And your HR business partner is probably going to smack you with a rolled up newspaper. 
well, what's important is that there should be no surprises. And, and you need to have, and it's hard, and this is the hard part about being a people leader, is you need to have real conversations, not just a status update in your one-on-ones. If you go in and go, Randy, tell me what you got doing this week. Oh, I, I chopped wood. I, I bailed, bailed that hay. Mm-hmm. I milked those cows. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I got the eggs from the I chickens. Made waffles. <laughs> and I go, high five. You're an excellent waffle maker. And I, I'm done. And I don't talk about his performance. Yeah. I don't talk about, are you meeting the expectations, the goals and the objectives, the SMART goals. And I know SMART goals are pain in the rear to right, but they're helpful to have these conversations. And it has to be a conversation. It can't be dictatorial. No. Right? That's where you get alignment. Missed expectations suck because they missed my expectations. I wanted more. I wanted it better. I wanted to have more fun. Um, and this, well, this is the reason that you know a lot of people think that they want to grow up and they want to be people leaders. And then they, get, they shy away from the, the squishy stuff. That's the what f- makes it people leader. The fact of the matter is, is that's what makes it a people leader. Is you deal with the squishy stuff. Yeah. I mean, you're never, you're not going to fire anybody from any organization except for maybe one that you own, without having a documentation process, giving them a chance to improve. You have to give them a chance to improve. Yeah, and it it sucks to fire someone. It even, does. Even it's people awful. that deserve it, it sucks to fire someone. It sucks to fire someone. I'm going to fire you from this podcast. <laughs> Do I have any authority for that? <laughs> just, hit, just hit delete. Yeah. So, so we've had that conversation. So we've sat down. We've we've set expectations. How, what are things that you and I, or not you and I? What what are things a leader can do that you and I can share with our listeners to help somebody get airborne, as opposed to the other way? Mm-hmm. What are some of the things when you find somebody who is not performing well and you said set expectations we got that are there any other tricks for lack of a better term that we can apply or techniques that we can help these people apply to getting a, a, a an employee or person airborne high tension grease um <laughs> jado yes that's right uh a large balloon maybe some shackles Is and a lead pipe did- all the all the balloons on the uh, the lawn chair yeah. that was flying around yes. LA. Yes. Okay. No, for realsies. Well, I mean, do they have the aptitude, and do they have the attitude? So, you one are they willing to put in the work to get better? So, would you having this conversation? Would you break it down with the employee and say, "Let's talk about your aptitude, and let's talk about your attitude." Right. And you know, it could be. Pat, your attitude's great. We love that you come in. You high five. Everybody's great. Aptitude, you ain't so good with the shovel, my friend. We need to send you to shovel university. Well, you hire for attitude, and you can teach the talent. You can teach the skill, right? So, if the attitude's there and they're still, they just they just suck. Well, I would hate to fire a, an employee with a great attitude and outlook that just sucks at their current job. Let's find you a job, Jim. Pat, excuse me. Pat, let's find <laughs> let's find you a job where you're going to succeed. Now, what do you do with somebody who's a, a long-term person in a position? And they do, do the job just fine. And then they're kind of, st- and I'm going to say they're kind of stuck because there's nowhere in the organization for them to go, right? You're, you have a trucking organization. Is that really true? There's, well, there's nowhere to go? 
there's they desire to move to the next level the next level is your job and you've got oh it. okay there's a glass ceiling if you will yes. somebody's got to die to move on yeah and then oh, the fry guy dies you work I get for the state shot. of tennessee do you yeah that's right <laughs> i used to be on, i used to be on fries yeah but the uh the the progression of the role if it's if it's about moving up if it's about you know uh they, they, they've spent 10 years as an analyst seven and they're happy. Well, maybe that's okay. Maybe there's not a problem with that. Yeah. But if they spent 10 years in an analyst seven and they're screaming at you that they don't have any opportunity, well, that's a crucial conversation. Is If there's no opportunity here, then hey, if you want to move up, then you either need to move lateral out of the department or lateral out of the company. Out of the company. And, and, and I'll say this to everybody who's listening. That's okay. And yeah. you need to make it okay. When somebody leaves your organization, it is not a failure if you've done it in the right way. Right. And if they're moving it looks they're moving on to greener pastures. It could be a lateral pasture, but hopefully, you know, leaders make other leaders, they're not gonna stay under your tutelage for long. We no. were fortunate to work for different leaders who very quickly said, eh, you gotta get out of the nest, get out yeah. of here. You gotta go take the big chair. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He hit the ground like a bag of wet cement. <laughs> no, he could fly at all. Well, and there's a little bit of a, you know, but there's a, obviously some trepidation there. But the one thing I like about it, and this is what I say to to people I mentor, which is, I consider it if I push some, I push is wrong. But if I get somebody to come to the realization, my career isn't here, and I need to go somewhere else. Like I want to, I want to become chief security officer or whatever it is, and they go over to another company. I know for a fact that I help them get there. Yeah. And that when somebody goes, hey, I'm thinking of working in Shurium, what do you think? You got to go there. Yeah. I learned how to be the best I could be, right? And that's what I want people who leave my organization in that scenario to think. You want them to take their next step in their career, their next step in life, whatever that is. And you want it to be a step in the right direction, even if it's a lateral step. It's still a step. They're stagnant. I had a conversation with somebody just recently same job, eight years, um, hadn't moved on, moved up. They were frustrated. And then they went dark on me. It was a mentoring session I was having. And they called me back six months later. And they go, Randy, sorry, I got busy just doing work. And I'm like, really? Whose work? You know, <laughs> whose work were you doing? All the company work, you know, this, that, and the other. I'm like, look, I said, until your time is important to you, it's not going to be important to anybody else. Yeah. And until you take control and make this a priority for you, it's it's not going to be one. And the company, I'll guarantee you, the company would respect that. But the thing is, is they kind of use it as a as a catch-all. They're in a safe job. Mm -hmm. They know what it is, and they don't want to take the risk. And the thing is, if they don't want to take the risk, then they can't be upset when they've been passed over for another promotion. Yes. And uh, or, or, well, they can you know, be, no... but it's often childish and not received well. Right. Right. And again, gets to breaking that trust and that integrity of your of your team, which you as a leader have to manage. And you had a very pointed and crucial conversation. Who's time? Yeah. Right. Which is uh, an outstanding way to get them to the realize that they're stagnant. Yeah. And then they're doing this by choice. It may feel like they don't, but they do. You always have that choice. Well, and sometimes soak time is what you need in a role. Sometimes you need to sit there and develop. 
But at some point, you've learned enough, you've been around the track enough times, it's like it's time to move on. And that's when you need to have, again, that conversation to say, where do you go from here? What's the next step for Pat? Yeah, good old Pat. So I, I want to bring us back to our um, oh, upper. Yeah, oh, you, you mentioned the, the skills like attitude, aptitude, right? Mm -hmm. So we know Pat's got the right attitude. If they've got the aptitude, let's get Pat some training. Let's get Pat some exposure, some mentoring. Pat's got the attitude. That's going to pay off. And not only that, in those conversations, if Pat doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up or know what his next step is, then it'll come out in those sessions or in those time together. And maybe you as a leader need to spend a little extra juice on Pat, spend some yeah. extra time, because his success is your success. And by the way, his failure is your yours, failure. right? Because... If 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 they don't if they don't make it, it reflects poorly on you. You know, we, we came up with an idea the other day that we're we're looking to implement and we call it a mentorship exchange. So all the peers, peer leaders in a certain level of the organization will pick a person that they feel needs mentored. Somebody mm -hmm. they think is, you know, needs something. Mm -hmm. And then they will do almost like a secret Santa and go, Oh, I got Randy's and Randy got John's and mm -hmm. John got Jim's, right? That sort of thing. And so they can get broader experience with somebody who's inside of the organization has some tangential understanding of what they want and need and can help them and just sort of, you know, broaden their horizons a little bit. Yeah. Well, that that's helpful, too, because it also helps your leadership team that's doing that because you get greater exposure across the organization. You get cross-developmental yeah. opportunities. Not only that, too, maybe, maybe your employee's scared or intimidated by you. Sometimes it could happen. Maybe Pat's got... You know, it's fear of failure. <laughs> yeah, scared he's going to get crushed like a bug. Um, you know, coming, get, getting that out of Pat's the most important thing because you need to get that out of Pat so you can get the most out of Pat. Out of Pat, right. That's a lovely door. I am the father. <laughs> you just like that, don't you? I do. Yes. It's still going. Yes. Okay. Um, I We are at 22 minutes. I think the last thing uh, I want to throw in here is that as a leader... You know, getting somebody up or getting somebody out is meticulous. Mm -hmm. It takes concentration. It takes diligence. Um, and it takes focus. And it takes caring. It's squishy. And it's people. And they don't always do the things that you want them to do. And it's awful. And if you can't get comfortable with that, maybe you need to rethink a decision to become a people leader. If you can't get comfortable with it, and I think you can, right, you can turn some of these people into wildly successful contributors to your organization and team members. Mm -hmm. And some will have to go, and it's awful. It really is. I, and I've done my fair share of terminations, firings, whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, everybody goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, before, Even after 20 years. Before the end of that goes. day, I, I think probably the thing is, is that everybody I think I've terminated has moved on to something better. And they just couldn't see it. They were vapor locked and no amount of external, you know, reinforcement or direction could get them to change what they were doing. And then once they walked out of that situation, they went, I'm so much better off. Why, why, would, why did I stay so long? Well, maybe the last thing I'll say, and it's farming advice, you know, I, I heard. And that was, if the flower won't grow, change the pot. Yeah. Amen. So, yeah. Well... Jim, enough of our musings. I think you need to lead me out of here. What? what? I don't know.
know what comes next. <laughs> it's been so long. It has been I'm so long. I'm Jim Desmond. And I'm Randy Fields. You guys keep, keep leading. leading.